This is the Taz and Jim podcast. How about this class action lawsuit? Burger King is getting sued by four guys who claim that the fast food chain has been making their Whoppers look bigger in advertising compared to reality. <laughs> is this news? Isn't this isn't this something you learn in high school? That the like picture the, the in the ad always look bigger and better on on the uh, commercials. Yeah, of the picture never matches up with what comes in the wrapper. Oh yeah, I rem- I remember like there was like a short documentary that we watched in high school. It was all about how they gl- would literally glue sesame seeds to the bun. Like they wouldn't pick a real bun. It would they would manicure a bun to make it look as perfect as possible. They wouldn't really grill the meat. It was all a facade. Yeah, they'd put cock on the burger. Huh? They'd put like caulking. Instead of mayonnaise, like they don't even use like the real. Oh, I was gonna say maybe the hot dog they get away with that, <laughs> but these burgers. No, like instead of mayonnaise, they'll put like white caulking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, they'll use red jelly instead of ketchup because it it photographs better, stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, these guys have been following this very closely. They claim Burger King started to materially overstate the size of its burgers in ads beginning in September of 2017. But the amount Mm. of beef or ingredients contained in the Whopper has never changed. So they also are claiming in this lawsuit that they are overstating the size of the Impossible Burger, the Big King, and the Bacon Double Cheeseburger. Speaking unspecified damages because they were deceived by Burger King. (laughs) You know what? Like this, this seems like a money grab. But there, you know, if you're going to advertise something, it should be what you show in the photo. If you show a photo of a car and it looks awesome, and then you roll up to the dealership and the thing's a piece of junk and way smaller than you thought it was, yeah, that's false advertising. Uh huh. So Why you would ra- with you would rather the the burgers in the ads look? I don't know. I kind of like the the burgers looking perfect instead of because some of the the fast food when the real life version way grosser looking but it of still course. tastes delicious right but that's not on me like why why do you like the burgers to look good Can you just appreciate a good looking burger i like a good looking burger <laughs> <laughs> no but I, you walk into like as a, from a kid you would look at the burgers on the wall in the yeah. stores themselves and you'd be like i there's no way i could fit that into my mouth it looks like it's at least eight inches tall and that's in the bag when they when they're in the bag. Yeah, it's and, and down. the beef is always bigger than the bun. But yeah, then you get the happens. actual thing. You open the bun up, and it's the old classic. Where's the beef, right? <laughs> Where's the beef? <laughs> uh, okay, well, you would you, see. I I I think I don't have an issue with it because I know what's going on. You've you've already like made peace with the fact. I've made peace with the fact that the burger in the ad is not going to look as good as the burger that I order, but it's still going to taste pretty darn good. It's, it's the reality we live in. I look better on Instagram than I do in real life. So yeah. do most people. It's yeah. not real. Like truly, fast food burger ads were the precursor to Instagram filters. <laughs> when you think when you, about it, when yeah. you put it that way, Jim. Uh huh. Wow. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. And Jim, how about your boy? <laughs> this German man who got 90 COVID shots. <laughs> this is my boy. Your boy. Seems like, it seems like you're kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good scam when it, you're the one getting scammed, essentially. I don't even know what to say about this. This guy went for it, though. 
Yeah. Uh, German man got 90 COVID shots to sell forged vaccine cards with real batch numbers. You know, there's a black market for everything these days, right? So he was going, he was, because we heard about the guy who made fake arms over in Italy, I believe. Hilarious, yeah. He, he was going in and he was getting vaccinated with fake arms and he got caught because the arms didn't look real enough. <laughs> I think they were like rubber or something. So obviously the needle isn't going to have the same feel as it's going into it. But Why this, can't I find a vein? This guy just went for it. And, yeah. and 90 times he went and got the vaccine. Maybe we should keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, I mean, you, 90 shots of anything in your body, can't even saline can't be good, right? If you drink 90 glasses of water, I think you can die from it. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can overdose on anything, but this guy definitely a good case study. Yeah. Uh, Watch him closely. See what happens. Uh, let's just, you know, just keep an eye on, on, <laughs> on him. Maybe take some notes. What if he gets superpowers? Imagine. Oh... Becomes immune to everything. He can't die. The incredible vid. They, the police did arrest him. Uh, they haven't released his name because of privacy rules in, in Germany. But they did arrest the guy for forging documents and his little scam. But uh, they could go look in his jail cell at some point today. And all they see is a big gaping hole in the back wall <laughs> and he's gone. Oh, no, the vid is loose. The incredible vid. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I am super curious, though, to find out what happens to this guy's health after getting 90 COVID vaccines. Yeah, I mean, even like, you know, a heroin addict or something like that, you get that many shots in your arm, eventually it turns gangrenous. Like, he can, this can't be good. This yeah. can't be good. Like, I, and he was, wasn't like waiting a month in between or, you know, you try to do the math. He Like, he got busted going to the same clinic a second day in a row. So he was doing this like every day. <laughs> I hope he Probably was not wearing putting on a fake mustache. That's what I was gonna say. I, I hope he was wearing like uh, slightly different clothes, like one day a monocle. <laughs> he has a different character. Twirly mustache. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I gonna be today? He shows up with a lollipop and like a striped shirt. Hi, I will like my shop. Is it for five unders yet? <laughs> uh, German man, ninety COVID shots. He must be getting great cell phone reception though. He's got that 5G, right? Oh, I see. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. San Diego, Jim. Uh, a guy was uh, was reaching down between his couch cushions. He felt something a little bit odd. Oh, no. <laughs> what are you picturing? Well, I'm picturing a snake. I don't That's what my, my mind is. Some sort of creature that shouldn't be there. Ding, ding, ding. Oh. This guy calls me. He's pretty frantic. He's like, there's a snake in my couch. I literally lift the cushion, and there this giant seven-foot Vietnamese blue beauty rat snake is just coiled up right behind the cushion. You would be more lucky to find a Rolex sitting on the ground than you would a snake like this. <laughs> Seven-footer. That is disgusting. That's terrifying when your hand touches it, but it also freaks me out. How long was it just sitting there chilling? Like, was it there for like three days and you were laying on top of it for that long? You yeah. had no idea? Had it lived there for six months, a year. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And you had no idea. Every time a few corn chips would go down the cracks of the seat, <laughs> they'd never come back. You never thought much about it. Oh, my God. How would you ever be able to sit on a couch again? <laughs> 
your trust issues. <laughs> oh, seriously? Yeah. Snake in your couch. Snake See, handler thought it was awesome, but I, I'm imagining the guy who owned the couch was not thrilled. Yeah, yeah. And this is always seems to happen in apartment buildings where, you know, some idiot on the couple floors above you isn't paying attention to a snake. It gets loose, and now it's in your apartment. Well, this rat snake is native to Vietnam, so that's what they think happened. They think it was somebody's pet mm-hmm. that escaped and then found a little nice little warm spot in this guy's couch. <laughs> Under the heat lamp. This guy's butt. <laughs> now I'm going to be like the chances, as they said, very rare that you're going to find a, a seven foot rat snake in your couch. But I'm definitely going to think of this story next time I, I, I reach down for the remote or. Oh, yeah. Go looking for change. And there might be a the gummy cushions. worm in there. Your kid left. It's <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember seeing Jaws for the first time. I was afraid to go in the bathtub after that. <laughs> Doesn't make sense, but it doesn't have to be rational. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're you're in water. You think, oh my god, what if a shark's gonna come get me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this guy's gonna be sitting on bar stools only for the rest of his life. <laughs> you sure you don't want to come relax on the couch? Nope, <laughs> I'm fine over here on the bar stool. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. What is wrong with people? A passenger on a Southwest Airlines flight was arrested for masturbating four times during a flight. How long was the flight? This must have been a red eye overnight or something. Uh, It was a one-eyed monster. (laughs) Antonio McGarrity was arrested by officers from the Phoenix Police Department when Southwest Flight 3814 landed on Saturday. Um... He says he doesn't do any, didn't do anything wrong. He thought it was kind of kinky. Apparently what happened is he was sitting next to a female uh, witness, another passenger, and he asked her, according to the, this passenger, he says he asked her okay. if she minds if he masturbates during the flight. And she said, it really doesn't matter. Put her hands in the air and said, it really doesn't what? matter. He says he thought the response was kind of kinky. And because of it, he believed that she was comfortable with him masturbating on the airplane. So that she couldn't have said, there's no way she said it doesn't matter. He, that must have been a misheard moment. Shortly after taking off, the aircraft was in the air. He exposed himself and began pleasuring himself. The lady next to him took pictures of him. And then when he finally fell asleep after doing it for roughly an hour, she alerted the crew members and asked if she could move to another seat. For an hour? (laughs) She waited till he finished. What is this? I don't know. This this guy saw Louis C.K. win a Grammy and he thought all bets are off and he can do anything again. Hey, uh... (laughs) The police report says that uh, the woman witnessed him masturbating on four separate occasions using both his left and right hands. Oh, my. <laughs> Ambidextrous. But for real, she waited till the fourth time to ring the bell? Like, <laughs> like what? I'm not, it's clearly not her fault, but boy, you got to be proactive in a situation like this and really, you know, alert yeah. the authorities. I guess if you hit some turbulence, it would almost be like the, the work's being done for you. <laughs> it's like sitting on the dryer. 
It's uh, bewildering here. The uh, FBI got involved. They ended up interviewing this guy because uh, apparently when you do anything on an airplane, the FBI are a little curious to know what you're thinking. Yeah, you know, kind of reassuring. Good to know. Good to know. But, uh, yeah, he, he was arrested and charged for buzzing the tower four times, his own tower, on a flight. Both hands. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I don't think I'll, I'll complain next time I get sat next to a crying baby. <laughs> you know, you could be next to this guy. Could always be worse. It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Good news, bad news for Toronto sports fans. Uh, good news, the Raptors have clinched a playoff spot, Dev. Not just a playoff spot, but they're going to avoid the play-in. So they are going to be, at worst, the sixth seed in the East. So they will not have to play the 7-8 game. They will not have to worry about uh, that whole play-in tournament. They are locked and loaded to the playoffs. It just depends now on who they're going to face. But very good news for the Raptors. This is way better than what people were expecting for them. People were not expecting them to be this good, this uh, composed, this polished, this soon after last year. So they're doing, uh, they're they're doing great. They're they're far exceeding expectations. Okay, and bad news: the Toronto mm-hmm. Maple Leafs uh, are still the Toronto Maple Leafs. What the <sighs> hell happened last night, buddy? Leafs fans just can't have nice things is, yeah. is what it comes down you to. You got me all pumped up talking about how great Matthews is playing and, you know, the teams are, you know, after they beat Tampa Bay, they're looking good. I sat down after putting the kids to bed and just watched an implosion. Monday was Matthews Day. Tuesday was shaping up to be Marner Day because there was a lot of talk about, you know, how great Marner has been in the year count the calendar year of 2022 you know he had 63 points in 34 games something like that then he had two goals last night he's just been on fire the past couple of games and the Leafs jumped out to a 5-1 lead they looked like they were cruising and all of a sudden it's 5-2 it's 5-3 it's 5-4 it's 5-5 it's 6-5 they tie it up they go to overtime they lose it was it was classic Leafs. The, the fact that the Leafs did not do more about this goaltending situation, it wasn't a secret that their weak spot was goaltending before the trade deadline. They didn't actively pursue a top-tier goaltender. If they don't make it out of the first round of the playoffs, will this be the end of Kyle Dubas? Will that decision come back to bite him hard? It's a good question. I guess it depends if they like if they just get blown out of the water. Maybe I, I, I tend to think probably not. Uh, Brendan Shanahan has shown a lot of faith in Kyle Dubas. I think if anyone is going to uh, pay the price for this, it'll be Sheldon Keefe, not Kyle Dubas. What's it take to close a game out? The offense is not the problem. You should not be losing games where you score six goals. So that's why if you're a Leafs fan, you're feeling both confident and you're just scared beyond belief going to the playoffs because you do not win Stanley Cups playing like that. We were earlier talking about the uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs game last night. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, if everybody knows this, but uh, the Leafs uh, were winning. And then they didn't win? No, no. I think you're thinking of a game that happened two weeks ago. It may have happened two weeks ago as well, but last (laughs) night uh, (laughs) they were winning. 5-1. Have some Leaf fans probably went to bed. They're like, "Well, that 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 does it. That I guess we're done here." 
and Florida was able to come back and and win. Now we got an angry Leaf fan here who has text messaged uh, the show. I, I guess he doesn't like the way I was talking about the Leafs losing because he says O F F S Taz. What does that stand for in text message lingo? F- for F's F- sake. For for F's sake, Taz. Mm-hmm. They take three of four points against the top two teams playing back-to-back on the road. Focus on the positive. Go, Leafs, go. Yeah. You are a little negative, Tad. You get, I feel like you find glee in the negativity surrounding the Leafs because they did beat Tampa Bay earlier, which is one of the top teams in the league. Got two points there. This game went into overtime. They lost, but that's still a point. Uh-huh. And you want to act like the, you, the, the, the playoffs are doomed. Leafs suck. But it wasn't a bad road swing. I don't think the Leafs suck. I was all excited. Devin Peacock got me pumped up. You know I'm not a Leaf fan. I'm a fan of Leaf fans. And I would love nothing more for you, for Devin, for all my friends who are diehard. Their entire lives have been diehard Leaf fans to see the Leafs win a Stanley Cup. I'm rooting for you guys. You say that. Well, it's a cop out. It's it's the first game I've sat down and watched in its entirety, and it was a complete gong show. They Welcome blew to it. Leafs fandom. <laughs> either cheer for the team, watch the games, or not. Don't cheer so for you're the fans. You're me, either in or you're out. You're telling me you and you and this guy who sent this text message. You guys are telling me that you were satisfied with that result. You went to bed and you weren't like, "Damn, my team really blew it." You were like, "Well, we got uh, three or four points on the road against the top two teams playing back to back." Yeah, no, I just I just want to hear the same energy when the Leafs get a big win, Taz, a blowout win. I want to get the same energy from you for that. As they do when there's a big loss. I so, thought it was disappointing. Know, well, I I'm know sorry. it's disappointing. I know it's not good, but oh boy. You know, the I guess, worst thing, you I know, guess when you when wake up in the morning, fan. you see the results, and then you wake up and you hear Taz talking trash about the team. It's a double whammy. Yeah, I guess when you're a Leaf fan, you're used to having to put a positive spin on things the next day. Yes. It's a skill that you have learned over decades. Three out of four points we got, Taz. Nice. What's wrong with this that? is the Taz and Jim podcast. Did you win any money last night, Taz? I saw you were uh, you were playing a little eight ball. How did you know I was playing pool last night? DJ or sales guy sent me some photos of, of you and your competition. Guy looked like a real hustler. Oh did you boy. hustle him or did he hustle you? Uh, was he ever? So I, we went. I met DJ and our buddy Andre at the Alibi Roadhouse in London, and they got a couple pool tables in the place. And uh, I guess Tuesday is pool league night, so it brings out like the real players, right? <laughs> and we were sitting there uh, having a couple lemon peppy chicken wings and drinking some cold beers. And this guy rolls in. He's got a couple bags on him. Over his shoulders. He sets up at a uh, high-top table next to the billiards tables. And then he starts like a ritual where he's like laying stuff out on the table. He orders a large water. We see him squirt a little Mio into the water. (laughs) No alcohol, all electrolytes. Yeah, he is not there. He's not there uh, to drink beer. He is there Uh -uh. to, to dominate the pool table. So he does his little Mio squirt into the water and then he gets his toonies out he's all got all the toonies lined up oh, on the table wow. troll dolls he goes and he he puts money into the the table and we're watching this guy and we're like man this guy like 
this, this guy looks like a character straight out of a movie. Adam Sandler could play this guy in a movie. Well, I noticed that he had earbuds in. Yeah. Like he had the AirPods in, so this guy was in the zone. Yeah, he doesn't want to be distracted, so he wears his headphones while he plays. I wish I remembered his, his name because I did go over. I'm like, I got to go over and, and talk to this guy. I got to learn more about this guy. He had the his own cue like that came oh. in three different sections, so he gets that thing out. He starts. You know it's got a lady's name. He starts screwing it together. Yeah, Lenore. He starts putting <laughs> Lenore together. <laughs> and, I, and I go over to the guy. They're like, no, don't go. I'm like, why not? I go, this is pretty cool. Like, obviously, this guy's right into playing pool. So I went over and I introduced myself. I said, hey, man, I, I, are you warming up or is this a serious game you're about to have? He's like, no, I, I'm, I'm just warming up. I said, well, will you play against me? Because I have a feeling you're really good, and I just want to see how badly you'd beat me. Oh, so you didn't put any money down? Didn't put any money on oh, it. No, he like this guy just saw dollar signs when oh, you yeah. waddled up there. Sucker born every minute. So he's like, sure, let's play. He got the break, and he kind of messed up on the break. Um, and then it was my turn. I sunk three pretty nice shots. Like, mm. for me, I was playing well. Um, but then I missed one and he ran the entire table. Oh, he's one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty good. Like if you give him an opportunity, he is going to destroy you. Yeah, but you probably had two or three beers. It's not fair. It wasn't fair. <laughs> You're guy, right. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sipping on Mio. <laughs> <laughs> Playing two different sports, you two. A blue Kool-Aid or whatever he had going. But, uh, Did anybody else give him some real competition or show up and give him some real competition? I think we left before the tournament uh, night actually started. But it, So he took the balls that were left over, the balls I didn't sink, and then he set them all up, and there were, I think there was four or five balls left on the table. He set them all up, and then he uh, sunk all of them with this trick shot, and like everyone started applauding. <laughs> oh, no guy, wonder he shows up every week. Oh, yeah, this guy was in his element for sure. <laughs> but I, I wish I got his name, and I wish I got his number, so like maybe he and I could go and hustle. Like my friends. Oh yeah, like you would be the like the guy who reels them in, and then he finishes yeah, I'd them bring off. Him like, hey, this is my cousin, yeah, uh, yeah. from out of town. You guys want to play some pool? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this game is called, right? Pool. It's a, he's, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know how to play, and he doesn't take his earbuds <laughs> out. So don't try to he's talk. German. To him. He doesn't speak English. Well, <laughs> you know, if you're listening, you know who you are. You're a fantastic pool player, and thank you for giving me the honor of, of being your competition last night. It's kind of like if you saw Usain Bolt at a bar, you'd challenge him to a foot race just to see. Oh, yeah, a quick 50-yarder. Yeah, just to see how badly serious. he'd beat you. <laughs> this guy was the Usain Bolt of pool. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Blink-182's Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian. <laughs> TMZ. Uh, reporting that the two of them got married. They had a marriage ceremony on the weekend. Uh, best of luck, you two crazy lovebirds. The, yep. the ceremony was was pretty wild. Uh, actually, cool news because it's been a, a while since we've seen all three members of Blink-182 back together. So um, Blink-182 reunited at the ceremony, and they performed a brand-new song that... Shut up! Yeah. Brand new song that was written by Travis. It, it's called Tongue Kissing in Public. 
which is something that he and, and Courtney Kardashian enjoy doing, right? Sure, caught by the paparazzi every day. And, and there's now rumors swirling that Blink-182 are going to release a new album uh, that is totally inspired by the Kardashians. While they were performing, Blink-182 had a little help. Caitlyn Jenner was singing backup, and there was a little interlude. Uh, Kanye West got up there and did a little <laughs> rap as well. The wedding to be at. Yeah, it was it was pretty amazing. We actually we have some audio here of that. You want to hear it, Jim? Yeah, of course. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, you got my hopes up. I mean, they got a little too high after a while, but <laughs> That's how you do it, right? That's how you rickroll people? <laughs> yeah. You make them think they're going to see one thing or hear one thing, and then... I hope all... I hope, like, uh, Mark t- and uh, Tom were both at the ceremony, at least. I don't know. I haven't read that, but I'm hoping that they're at least that close, that they're all both invited to the wedding. Uh, there's not sour grapes to the point where they, they couldn't uh, wish him well. Mm-hmm. I think Travis it might be the, the guy that gets along with both Mark and Tom. Yeah, I, I get that vibe. So he's cool with the two of them. They may just have issues with each other. That's, it's like how Ringo gets along with everybody. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm feeling. The uh, ceremony, for real, the ceremony was in Las Vegas, and apparently it doesn't make it official. They're not legally married, but they did have a quick little ceremony. <laughs> In Vegas, for and when that song started, though, you thought for a second you oh, thought I that wanna, was legit. Like one it out. <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think French fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.